What's going on, you guys? It's the it's the Community Chef podcast. <clears throat> I am currently. This one is about. This one is going to be a drive home commute. It's the weekend, so it's not going to be a long one. It's only thirty minutes. Uh, today was crazy. Uh, I came in to work. Oh, and if you don't know, this is the. This is my podcast where I talk about life being an executive chef, just being in the industry in general. I don't necessarily have to talk about being a chef. Um, pretty much, it's just a podcast for me to talk, talk about my day and maybe connect with somebody listening and feel that, that way they don't feel like they're, only, they're the only ones going through this. know being a chef is very is extremely extremely stressful or any aspect of this industry is extremely stressful so right so anyways today it's quite the day I was I had to be at my first brunch at my new job it went well I had to be a server all day today so I got none of my quote-unquote chef stuff done today you know I didn't get to do my you know, the stuff they don't show you on fucking Food Network. All the behind-the-scenes shit you gotta do to let, to make the show run properly. You know, scheduling, produce, you know, inventory, your Cisco orders, your fucking liquor order. Um, dealing with people's bullshit. Um, I had... I was supposed to have another server come in today to come in and um, help out today because I needed, I'm short staffed and I needed to help, but you know, that didn't work out. It was just poor communication. It was just the stupidest thing. Like, I was just so dumb how this all played out. And it's just like, I was just dumb. I know I'm not the only one go, that goes through shit like that, but this is like easy things that could have been prevented, but it was not. It was just it ended up being something like I said that shouldn't even have happened. Whatever you know, being the chef isn't about cooking anymore. Being an executive chef or being up there in, in terms of rank. Your job is now all about people, managing people, managing the right, um, managing the right, getting, building the right team so everything can function properly, having people that give a fuck about the job and things of that nature. But yeah, so like I said, I'm new in my position. To this world of executive chef, and so fun. It's like quite the ride, you know. Like, the only thing that sucks is, you know, I'm putting in, I, I do long hours, but um, I put in over, I still do like 12 hours a day just for right now because I'm restructuring everything and I'm rebuilding this entire kitchen and everything that I'm doing is just just for rebuilding purposes like this kitchen has no structure has no integrity in the backbone of it like oh it's just so unorganized 
Like it's organized enough where we can get by, but it's not organized that like if I had to hire someone and to train them, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this? Why are we? Why just? Why are we doing it like this? Why don't we, you know, prep a day ahead?" So you know, I've been working on my my, my, my labor budget and um, trying to trying to get the right people in here. I just hired some some old cat. Not old. He's older than me. But, you know, he has like 30 plus years experience. He seems very knowledgeable. He fit the criteria of what I'm looking for, my team that I'm trying to build. I already had a bad apple game. That, that, that dude quit, so peace out, bro. Like, we don't need you around here. Um, but yeah, so we're working on that. But as I said today, we had brunch, so we had like prime rib, we had we had turkey, we had stuffing, we had all these kinds of shit. Everything was good. It helped me work it out because I li- I work in a different industry than most of my listeners. Uh, you guys are probably chefs or cooks or anything like that in restaurants and stuff like that. I don't I don't work restaurants anymore. I got out of the restaurant game very early on in my career because it's just it's I was young and I just wanted to learn, but. The, the amount of hours and the amount of pay I wasn't doing it for the money but I was just being killed I was doing like 13, 14 hour days and like one day off and like 4 hours of sleep to go do another 14 hours it's just ridiculous and just like the great rest in peace Anthony Bourdain said in his books this industry well, this isn't direct, it's, you know, verbatim, but you know, I pretty much said there's a lot of abuse in this industry. Suicide rates high, um, addiction is high, depression is at a high. No, this this this, this industry just is bred to 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 fucking to kill you if you don't find the right balance. Like you just get overworked and whatnot. But either way, so yeah, I got out. I got out of the restaurant game many years ago when I started working in senior living. Um, I fell in love with it in terms of, like, you can have a life, you know? Like, I mean, I don't really have much of a life right now because I'm the, I'm the chef now, I'm the boss. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I still have a lot to learn and a lot to do. So that way, when I get all my systems in place, that's when I'll be able to start to build my legacy. Um, I'm... I, I'm the guy that gets a fucking hard on or like, oh, you know, he works there. or Yeah, that's where, like, that place is good because of X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I like I like being bragged about, so I'm very competitive, so I like to be the best. Um, I've always been. <clears throat> I strive to be the best at what I do, and, you know, I walk it like I talk it, so I can, I can back up anything I say and not anything I do. You know, I started out, I, went, I mean, obviously, I went to culinary school like an idiot. Um, culinary school was cool, you know, I met the love of my life there, but, um, I mean, it was worth it, but it wasn't worth it. It was worth it because if I didn't go to culinary school, I probably wouldn't have gotten into this industry because I went into culinary school thinking that's going to get me in, that's going to be, that's how I'm going to start this career. False. My first job 
through culinary school was McDonald's. And honestly, say what you will about fast food. I mean, it is what you, it is how you, it is what you take it, take away from it. But for me, it, it really helped me start building my strong work ethic. Like I got my work ethic from my parents and my, cause you know, they work so hard. And the um, main reason why I wanted to succeed in this world is because to show that my parents struggle to come to the United States was not for nothing. I did make something of myself. I didn't waste this, you know, chance that I got to be born in the United States. You know, it's one of the best countries in the world, if not the best, you know. I could have been born in Mexico and lived in poverty and um, whatever typical fates await you being born in a, a country like that. Don't get me wrong, Mexico's a great country, but, you know, you don't have all the, you don't have all the opportunity in the world there. But anyways... That's why I work so hard, and that's why I am where I am today. At 25 years old, I'm already executive chef because I busted my ass. And I took every, for me, every job that I took, every job that I left was to learn and to grow. Even McDonald's just got my feet wet with working, and they do show. I did learn a lot from McDonald's. But that'll probably be from a different. That'll probably be for a different podcast. So let's not burn all through all through all my topics at once. So I worked there, and then I worked in, then I got a job, you know, I worked in fine dining here and there, and, um, um, nothing to put on my resume in terms of, that will show, um, what's it called, it, it wouldn't, I didn't put any of that stuff on my resume unless I needed to, but I, I mostly stuck to my main job where I've been there for two years plus, and, um, Yeah, so then from there, my next permanent job would be, I worked at a senior living facility where pretty much I fell in love, not fell in love, but uh, I basically found my mentor, who again, will hopefully be doing another podcast and probably have him on the show one day, but yeah, he was my mentor, he was a fucking prick, he was the sous chef, um, but you know, I learned so much from him, and he was one of the dude. he was like one of the persons my life that I tried to impress, but being the tough mentor that he was, nothing was good enough, he always had his shit to say, which was, you know, warrant, was wanted, you know, I didn't, that's how you grow, anyways, so then I found that, and then from there, I went to work at hotels, and from hotels, I went back to work, I dropped down rank, actually, I went from lead back to just line cook, So I, my job that I left was I was I was a lead line cook, and then I left that job to go work for my mentor again. Drop the title, the prestige, if you will, um, to work for him, mostly because I knew my outcome was going to be great for what I'm looking for. And uh, yeah, so that's that's why I went back to him. You know, he taught me a lot. We had, we had our ups and downs, but he did teach me a lot. It was great. And then he quit where we were working at, which gave me the opportunity to take over his position. But then I got screwed over there. So then I moved on to another place. I moved on from there. I fucking I quit that job to go where I'm at now, which is a fantastic company. Um, but yeah, senior living, it's a facility. It's a growing industry. And honestly, it's... 
it's a great job you, you learn so much because that was my first real cooking job right out of culinary school and the menus are so eclectic and um are so wild and shit that you, you you learn a lot like one day you're gonna be making you learn a lot of soups because we have soups of the day every day you make those from scratch you learn how to make soups you get your soup game down and you, you become you learn everything like you learn different you, know, you learn how to braise short ribs really well and you know pretty much everything you learn in corner school you apply there and it's easy like it's stressful too it has its moments it's like instead of having a, a rush for like an hour and then it slows down and like the next hour you get another wave it's all just that once you know you still cook a la minute like you would in a restaurant you still cook Still, if you wanted to, you still make your like I did. I I, I prefer to make my sauces a la minute. Like if I had an Alfredo, come on, I would make the Alfredo sauce right then and there from scratch. Or if I had shrimp scampi, obviously I'll cook that from scratch, straight up. So you do still, it's still like working in a restaurant. It's the same shit. It's just a different environment, but there's so much negativity and and frowned upon. And it's so frowned upon to work in these type of facilities, but it's great. Like it's predictable, and it's great in terms of myself as a as an executive, as a chef. When I do my orders, I know how much to order. I know like exactly how much I'm gonna need, so I can minimize waste and like. But yeah, so that's that. But anyways, that's a little bit about me, my my where I am today. But back to my day, it was just, yes, I was a server, and so I had to help on my wait staff. And, uh, so that was interesting, you know, I did a pretty much a full shift, and I spent the last two hours trying to do my orders, but when you're the boss, like, everything and anything will pull you away from their one task. Like, the other day I had, <laughs> I pulled out, I opened a 25-pound bag of sugar at nine o'clock. I didn't put that shit away till two o'clock that day. Not because I didn't want to. I literally couldn't. Like, that's how busy I was. I, I literally couldn't, I couldn't scrape out a little bit. I couldn't scrape out that one minute that I needed to put that bag away. <laughs> like, that's how busy it is, you know? And, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, you, you got, I got a fresh, I got a new weight staff, I'm learning all their quirks and their weaknesses, their strengths and their fucking BS and I got new cooks, uh, I got a brand new cook, he's fucking great, he's gonna be my, he's gonna be my sous chef eventually or at least my lead, he, they hired him before I got on, so he pretty much started pretty much the same time as me, so me and him are both learning everything and, you know, it's just... Um, he's, he's doing everything I need him to do. He's, he's, he's hitting all the milestones I need him to hit. And to pretty much have my back when I'm not there. And yeah, so I'm going to train him. Because, you know, hopefully he leaves me one day. My plan for him is either in a year or two. One of two things is going to happen. I'm going to transfer out. So take over another facility. Or I'm going to promote to be 
higher up in the food chain or he's going to find there's going to be an opening for uh, my position and I'm going to recommend him if he wants it I will re- I will, I'm going to recommend him to take over another building so that way thus building my legacy and then he'll take my footsteps on and he'll find his next lead and he'll train that person and it will just all trickle back generation wise generation style back to me <laughs> cocky that way but yeah so he's he's awesome yeah, and then today so yeah I, found, I didn't get shit done those two hours before I left were just gone in a f- so fucking fast it was, ridic- it was crazy how fast those two hours went by I was able to do Cisco but on paper I tried to do fucking I tried to do it online like to place the actual order but you know I got pulled away so many times and then I got locked out of my computer system and it was just this whole ordeal um but yeah, so there's that's that was interesting. And then so I left. Now my so obviously now I'm on my way home. Um, gotta run some errands. And yeah, so that was pretty much my day. Um, like I said, I, I'm I'm, I need, I'm still setting up the email. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, X Chef Miguel. I think that's all. I think that's all it is. I'd have to check. Let me check. Yeah, it's, it should be X Chef Miguel. Twitter and uh, yeah, you guys please follow me on there. Uh, I'm trying to grow that account, and then I'm gonna set up an email account so I can answer your questions. So if you're just yeah, it's X Chef Miguel Twitter. So I want to answer so that way I so I can set up an email soon so I can answer your questions. So if you're just a cook or <clears throat> you're an aspiring sous chef, or you're an aspiring chef. Uh, if you have any questions for me, you know, I want to, I totally want to get emails and feedback from you guys, all my listeners. And so, yes, yeah, so you guys, and I'll answer your questions on the next podcast if I can, Q&A style. And so just make sure you follow me on there. I'm set up an email account soon, probably tonight for the Commuting Chef podcast. Uh, make sure you give me a follow download my podcast wherever you can download podcasts from i'll also be streaming these on youtube so i'm gonna make a youtube channel and just upload these files um so yeah pretty much this podcast like i said are pretty much just gonna be a day in the life of a chef and style um, i'm gonna talk about sports also today france won just blew out croatia four to two it's just a slaughter uh yankees lost if you guys don't know, I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, diehard Yankees fan. I, I live in LA. I like the Dodgers. Don't get me wrong, Dodgers are cool. But I'm, uh, if I had to choose one, if I'm gonna rock a jersey, I'm gonna spend the nine hundred dollars or the hundred dollars, hundred thirty dollars on a jersey. It's gonna have to be a Yankees jersey. Unfortunately, the Yankees don't play the Dodgers this year at all. So we're gonna. I I wanted to go see when they played them in Anaheim which would have been great because the first game it was like 11-0 it was, it was like 11-0 but so that didn't happen but um, yeah Yankees lost again unfortunately to the Indians the Indians are a good team though it's a good team to lose to uh, I think it was 
four to five or something like that. They lost yet. They lost a series. They lost yesterday, six to five. Indians up. Well, that sucked, but you know, whatever. It's on to the next one. I think the Yankees are second place or first place. They're always in first or second because the fucking Red Sox are just so fucking good. Uh, I really hope. I want. I really, really want the Yankees to win this year, win the World Series again. They haven't won since 2009. I believe you know, 2009, 2006. I forget, but um, but yeah. So so that's those sports. Uh, there's not much else in sports, you know. LeBron is in the Lakers. Lonzo's a fucking weak ass person. He's already fucking injured. This nigga's going in on. two miles. Use the third from the right lane to take exit 19A for San Diego Freeway I-405 North toward Sacramento. <laughs> There you go. Proof that this is a commuting podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so Lonzo's going to be... Lonzo's injured. He's going for knee surgery already. He's like, these, these, these kids need to drink their milk, man. Like, fuck. Half of the... A good part of the freshmen from last year injured already. Like, pretty big injuries, too. Uh, Kawhi Leonard still... Kawhi Leonard's camp still holding out where he's going. He's probably not going to the Lakers. Lakers have to give up everything if they want Kawhi. And I wouldn't do that because Kawhi is fucking, he's injury prone. Like, he was injured the season before. He was, he was injured last season. A mysterious ass injury last season. Shit, you don't need that. You're going to give up Kuzma? Like, you can't give up. Kuzma is one of your best players. He's one of the strongest players we got. It'd be stupid to give him up. And then Lonzo, I could care less if they give him up. I mean, he did get better towards the end, but judging by all these injuries he's been having, just in the offseason alone, it's like, what are you doing, bro? Uh, Ingram, uh, he's taking too He can't wait forever for this guy. You know, he's been getting better every season. I mean, last season, this motherfucker grew like an inch. But still, like, you know, I don't know how much longer they can wait. You know, everyone has their grace period. Um, but yeah, like, and Clarkson. In a quarter mile, use the third from the right lane to take exit 19A for San Diego Freeway, I-405 North, Jordan Clarkson was like, but yeah, so I don't think they should trade. They should give up all their assets for fucking Kawhi Leonard. They'll be fine without him. Um, even though the Lakers did get a pretty wild, Pretty wild free agency. Use the third from the right lane to take exit 19A, then keep left at the fourth. Um, they did get. Oh shit. Uh, keep left at the fork. They did get a pretty wild free agency. They got LeBron, which is the biggest story. But then they got Lance Stevens. And then, out of nowhere, they got Rondo. That was super random. Um. I don't know how I feel about that. Lance Stevens, he's whatever. It's cool. But Rondo, I don't know. Where was he last? He was... Chicago? Was he in Chicago? I think he was in Chicago last season. <coughs> or New Orleans. Speaking of New Orleans, Jesus Christ, the fucking Warriors, you guys. The fucking Warriors are fucking... They got five... They're starting five is five fucking all-stars like 
That's in two miles, fucking take ridiculous. For Victory Boulevard toward Van Nuys. Um, yeah, it's pretty freaking ridiculous. I don't know how they swung that. Well, I did, they did swing it because DeMarcus Cousins took nothing. He fucking put up, he got paid a sorry ass deal that everyone knows is like such a low ball ass offer for DeMarcus Cousins. But, uh, but he, he's just like KD. He wants that title. He wants that ring. And I don't blame him. I really don't care when they do this kind of shit. Because at the end of the day, Almost everyone gets into the NBA because they want that damn championship. If you're not grinding for a championship, I don't know what you're doing in the NBA. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's whatever. Marcus Cousins probably get injured mid-season, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Isaiah Thomas went to, uh, fuck, what do you go to? Denver? Yeah, he went to Denver Nuggets. Um, so... Whatever. Isaiah Thomas was cool when he was in Boston. Now he's just whatever. And Boston should be good this year. Boston should take the East. There's nothing in the East. It's all about the West right now. The West is probably the toughest competition in this entire league. The East is just... It's like a desert and the tumbleweeds are fucking blowing through right now. That's what the East is like. So, there's that. And then... That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this podcast. Uh, if you guys liked my podcast, please give me... Uh, I don't know how it works, but... Uh, and then, if you guys like my podcast, you know... Use the left two lanes to turn left onto Victory uh, Boulevard. If you're listening to this thing on YouTube, please give me a like and a subscribe to the Commuting Chef podcast. Um... If you're listening to this as a podcast on some kind of podcast platform, you know, give me a follow, give me a like, give me a fucking retweet on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at xchefmiguel. Give me a like and a follow on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter for reals, though. Um, like I said, hit up the email, which... We'll be in the description whenever I fucking <laughs> set that joint up. But, yeah. Like I said, if you guys want me to answer any questions uh, that you might have about the industry, if you're a young guy, if you're a 16-year-old kid trying to come up in this industry, hit me up. Not in a weird way. Um, so, if you're, like, just trying to get your feet wet, I'll tell I'll, I'll I'll you some of my experiences and how I got into the door. Um, but, as always, man, just keep grinding. Sharpen those knives. Sharpen your mind. Stay light on your toes. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Chef Podcast, the Community Chef Podcast. Till my next commute to work or my next commute home, I'll see you guys. I'll text you guys or I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Stay, stay up. Uh, and yeah, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. And as I said, talk to you guys next time. Peace.